0: Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-aqibatul l-mataqin. Wal-a'udfana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-munussaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma j'altahu sahla. Wa enta tajlul <todic> hazna iza shi'la sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadetik. Ya yeah, Rabbal no. Kareem, Assalamu Alaikum wa barakatuh So I hope you guys are doing okay It's good to see some of the uh, older faces Muhtaram, Bazurk faces back with us And after spending all their time in Pakistan enjoying themselves And um, what happened since last week? Anything happened since last week? Barcelona, amazing, that happened last week you know what's amazing? You know what's absolutely amazing? Is that Bob's resisted, yani the temptation to express what was going on. You know what I mean? I think he must have killed him, yeah. That was amazing to see. Leicester going through, that was good. United getting knocked out. I don't mind that. Kante, to be honest, my favorite player on the planet. Pogba, yani... And um, we had the class on weekend in uh, Bradford that was very nice. Zafar, was nice? You like it, yeah? You serious? The burger you know? bur- <laughs> <laughs> Because the burger was good. What burger, Yara? We didn't even, there wasn't even any burgers in the class. So not, so 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 not even the class is getting any credit? You mean the city's burgers were good? Where, which where did you have the burger? Did you go to the Ibi's, yeah? It's a good burger, that place. Where's Bobby <coughs> J? We could give him some advice. Tyson Burger. That was... Godfather. Is it? You had a Godfather burger, yeah? I don't get involved in Kufr burgers like that, bro. <laughs> Anything that's got a name Godfather, we we boycott that. Yeah, the burger that we had was called Tyson Burger. You know what's amazing? Let me tell you what's amazing. The transformative power of an egg. Allah Akbar. A lot of people miss out on that. Under yeah? Uncle, is it true or not true? When people don't realise that the power of the under in a burger has a special power. On top of the yeah the, yeah. But some people they don't share the free range, that's the problem. Some people are fortunate to have many chickens, many chickens and many organic eggs and we have to beg for one or two, I don't know. Come on, Yard. What I said, uh, there, yeah, I'll come I'll be at that front door next time of your farm As a farm by the way he's not messing about free range organic eggs but you have to beg very hard and take your own container my god no problem anytime uh, you heard that everybody yeah? he said anytime yeah can um, so that was a class Shazad doesn't like the class by the way yeah you like the class yeah yeah was it alright, yeah? class was okay? Fixing that tafsir suit Ali Imran? Was it alright? Yeah? Shazad doesn't like it. He's boyquered the class. Too short. She says, It's too long. She said, It should only be half now, he said. He's compared to LP. He's compared to LP, yeah? Well oh, guess what? Up apka up Pen. Yeah, no, just display, I just want to display the kind of pens that Shazad has. He's been asking me for this pen for the last two weeks. I didn't use it Okay, and then when I found it in my bag, then I realized why he's been missing it. I did a research on it. You see this little thing here? Can you see this white? Tell me that the camera's. It's called Montblanc or something like that. It's like very expensive, very expensive. Smell. This is the kind of. This is his pocket pen. You know that he signs little things with. Like we carry biros around, he wants to use one of these. But just that's not his piece. Watch this. Oh, you missed it, Ero. Wait, magnet, magnet (laughs) Magnet. here. Now I don't even. Now I feel. Now I feel even bad of just passing it down like that. Normally I'd throw the pen, (coughs) isn't it? I can't, Ero. I'm just gonna put it down here, right there, Shazia. Biaqasat, (laughs) yani, whatever. And even Wallahi, I'm not even joking. I felt so yani. I, that I I cleaned it, because <laughs> I could see fingerprints. I thought, yeah, that's best deal, yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Fine. That's the problem. That's the problem. When you get too much expensive things, there's I gave too you much pain. pain. I gave you that in the desert. desert. Okay. Now that was pure pure sand, brother. Come on, let's be <laughs> honest, yeah. Pure sand. Right. So I think um, I was trying to I was trying to work out where we were. Okay, but difficult it was because when I went to the last lesson as I usually, usually do I want to try and work out where do I start from I go back to the previous week's video and I try to find the last piece of text that was read so I normally start at the end and then I realized I had to keep going back four minutes, five minutes four minutes, five minutes and then I realized that the last piece of text that we read was somewhere around the half hour mark and then the last one hour of the lesson was just debating about men dying because people are not giving them water and all this kind of stuff so a complete fail but what I think where we are Shaz, if you bring up the text, I think we are in the text where he said, the author said, وَيُصَلِّ الْعَارِ قَاعِدًا بِالْإِيمَاءِ إِسْتِحْبَابًا فِيهِمَا وَيَكُونُ إِمَامُهُمْ وَسَطَهُمْ That's, I think, what we're going to do today. فَإِن شَقَّ صَلَّ الرِّجَالِ وَاسْتَدْبَرَهُمُ النِّسَاءِ ثُمَّ فَإِنْ وَجَدَ Okay. So I think that we, where we started all of our discussion was where we were talking about if someone is willing to lend him that which will cover his awrah, he must take it. It is recommended for the one without clothes to pray sitting down and to gesture. And then the discussion started with the imam prays in the middle of the line amongst them. That's I think where we got to. Okay. And it was a very good discussion actually. There's a lot of fiqh in that discussion and a lot of good principles. What we're going to do, just finish off that off today. So what we're going to do today is the imam prays in the middle of the line amongst them. And each gender prays separate from one another. If that is difficult, the men should pray whilst the women turn their backs to them and vice versa. If one finds something close by to cover with, Whilst in the middle of the prayer, they cover themselves and continue with the prayer from where they left off. If it is far, they restart the prayer. Yeah, I need the thing which they should cover with. They restart the prayer. So, and I also want to then do some more of uh, some more of the text. But let's first get there. Then we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and deal with that. Okay. So. And so the imam is in between them. and we, we, we talked about that. That's the normal position for women's jama'ah, but for the men it's not. And some of the scholars didn't like that. Right? We already said that what's the issue about, you know, we, t- we spoke about why is it that this, the, the Hanbali Math considered sitting down to be preferred. It's obviously closer to covering the awrah. And we've seen that the scholars are not happy with that at all. Number of scholars. They said no, to stand is a shart. Uh, sorry, to stand is a rukan, a pillar of the... How's pro- that? gone. I'm still there. They said that the uh to stand it has reduced, isn't it? Um I, I I don't know, maybe it's just gone reduced in power or something. But you guys can hear me, can't you? Yeah, I mean it was exactly far away. So um, we said that uh, standing is a, is, a, is a pillar of the prayer. It's a key integral of the prayer. As for covering the aura, it's only a shart. And they said that when you uh, have these two that come face to face with one another, then surely the, 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 the rukan would take over. So we say that's a logical point and that's why they have a strong argument. But then, then another discussion happens. The haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rukhan, should that be yani, the one that's given priority to or should the, 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 the haqq of myself, me, my haqq of not being humiliated, the haqq of the nafs. So we had that discussion, right? Individual rights versus the rights of Allah. And we said that the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are more flexible, not because they're more impo- not because they're less important, but because they are by their nature more flexible. Allah subhanahu is more flexible because he's more merciful. And so therefore we believe that there's a third position, which I said and I think I finished on, as Shaykh Uthameen mentioned and some of the scholars mentioned, that we will take each case-by-case scenario, i.e. that the stand is very important and we will maintain that standing, even if there's nakedness. And remember, of course, there is no cloth anywhere. Okay, there's no clothes anywhere. So we will stand as long as no one can see us. So if you're home alone, or it's only your wife, or you're in a pitch black, or it's nighttime, then you will stand and you will pray. However, if there's people around and it's daytime and others can see you, then the class position is that you sit down and you pray and you try to cover yourself as much as possible with respect to your aura and you gesture the ruku'ah and the sujood because you have no clothes. Okay? The imam is in this scenario. Now, by the way, just to finish off everything neatly, we were speaking about the the you know uh, there being a piece of cloth. If there is one piece of cloth, what should happen? And I said to you that I think everyone then should wait and take turns, everyone should put their backs to one another and each person should take turns in some kind of way, because at least there's something that's possible. And if everyone can pray in the, in the time limit, then great. But that's not obligatory to do that, because the fuqaha have already given a solution, they've said even if everyone has to pray naked then so be it. Now to, to, to move on from that point, if everyone is naked, and because so much, everyone is naked, because all of them have lost their clothes or had their clothes stolen, Some of the scholars then said, like Sheikh Uthameen mentions at the top of page 188, he says that the Imam must go forward. It's not good enough what the Hanbali say, which is that the Imam stays in their middle. And obviously, why is he in the middle? Because he's trying to protect himself as well. Anyone who goes at the front is going to be seen more. And I I think I mentioned that even if he's in the middle, he still has to be forward like an inch or a centimeter or a millimeter. It doesn't matter actually distance because there's no proof for the distance. The proof is that he is ahead in some way. Tiny amount is sufficient. Now we do, unfortunately, in our prayer lines, when we see people praying like this, I don't like the fact that there's such a big gap and there shouldn't be. There's no evidence actually for this gap. You know, this, this thing other than the title, Imam, So he is Imam because he is Imamukum. He is in front of you. So we get that. But still, yeah, it, it should be small amount. Yeah, to, to have this amount, you're requiring an evidence. We didn't see that evidence. And actually if you look at the commentary of uh, of Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani in uh, Al-Fath al-Bari to the hadith of uh, Ibn Abbas, the famous hadith when uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he was a young boy and he woke up to pray to Hajjud with the Prophet ﷺ who was already praying and he came and he stood to his left hand side and the Prophet ﷺ took him by his ear and he brought him to the right hand side. And one of the interesting lessons of that hadith, which is actually the proof why two people stand together when they're alone, when they're praying, and not behind, only two people stand behind, but it's one person they pray, is that hadith. And that hadith does not mention that there was a forward and a gap and a back, but rather he pulled him round. So I want you to know that the imam, to be standing too far forward when you are in the same line, there's very little basis for that. It should be very little. Some scholars said no. There has to be a, 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 a... This scenario is not that because there's a whole group of people behind. Right? And when you pray, they all stand in a line. There's not two lines. There's one long line because if there's two lines and they see each other, it's awrah. So one massive long line and the Imam has to be in front. And they said that because he's naked and everyone's naked, the naked kind of value is that has lost its value. Or the naked shock has lost its value. Okay? Yeah, honey, I have to say that Uh, I don't like that position. I don't like that explanation either. I don't think that the imam should be treated like that. I believe that the imam, um, as a scholar, um, you know, one of the interesting things that is happening at this moment in time is that people, um, uh, I mean, it's not massively connected, but there is a a wider point that everyone's the same. You know, especially in the West, okay, you lose a sense of the, uh, this thing's gone again, hasn't it? okay I don't know what's happening here is maybe is it why is there a battery it's connected directly oh, isn't it is it in here oh here, in here. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe okay T. Right. so um, uh, what was I saying yeah you know this idea one of the one of the, the side effects of living in the west okay is that you genuinely start to believe yourself that actually everything is, everyone's the same, uh, no one's different, whatever. And that's nonsense, actually. We don't believe that. We don't believe in equality. Forget about yeah, this idea that men and women are equal and all this kind of nonsense. Yeah? We believe, actually, that no one's equal. We believe that on, on no level, actually. So, people are different in iman, people are different in taqwa, people are different in their reward, people are different in their responsibilities. Men and women have different qualities, etc., etc. But likewise also, the imam is not the same as the musalli, and the alim is not the same as the jahil, and the mujahid is not the same as the one who stays at home, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an. So, it's very important. If the people are not the same, then they don't get treated the same. We don't believe that uh, Masajid are the same. The Haram is not the same as Cheedle. The Aqsa is not the same as Medina. The uh, 27th night of Ramadan is not the same as the first night. Ramadan is not the same as Shawwal. Shawwal is not the same as the rest of the year. So we absolutely believe in uh, uh, differing people, differing qualities, differing times. And therefore, there is a change in behavior every single time. And therefore, if we have to value someone more, we have no problem with that. We absolutely value and respect the scholars more. So to cuss a normal person is one sin. To cuss an imam is a huge sin. To cuss a scholar is, as the Prophet ﷺ said, their, their, their blood is poison, yani their honor. When you are uh, talking about them, when you are uh, uh, doing riba of them, your sin is magnified. If you try to do that to a companion or to a prophet, you fall into kufr. And that's the right kind of, Mentality, All right? And so I, I, I'm not a fan of this idea that, hey, um, because everyone's naked, so now the value of nakedness is like we're all in it together now, so you know, no one is going to shame the other one. No. The imam's still got to be seen in a different way. All right? Now, I do want to add a caveat here, that different way doesn't mean then a fake kind of piety, that this person's got to... sort This one's sorted now. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean... It's a bit high now. You need to reduce it. Go. This. Set it, set it where you want to so um, it's too loud. Too loud. Um, have we sorted out the? Okay. All right. Um, my mind keeps uh, drifting. What was I? What was I saying? Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say that, but that doesn't mean, of course. Uh, yani respected, appreciated, honored does not mean that you just ignore his mistakes for example there are of course limits and whatever and likewise it doesn't mean that the imam has to do unrealistic fake acts of piety to make it clear that he's different from everyone else that's also another thing I really dislike and that's why you see a lot of Islamic figures who recognize yani, you know, speakers, du'a, public figures they recognize that this is a true reality in our religion that there's a difference between a normal person and the alim and so on and then they act up towards it, and they put on this kind of you know persona which is not real. They might wear clothes which they're not really not wearing naturally. As soon as they get home, they kind of throw it off or whatever. There's got to be a natural difference, and in your actions and your leadership, but not a artificial one that just is yani in the eyes and you know minds of people. Anyway, um, okay. So I do believe that that should be the case, that the imam is not just put out the front to dry because everyone's naked. Uh, however, as Sheikh Uthameen makes the point, and it's good, that clearly if it's darkness, it's midnight, it's dark, and no one can see, everyone's blind, whatever, then it's no problem, and the imam then should go forward like he should be. Okay? Yani ahead of the jama'ah. And then, كُلَّ نَوْعٍ وَحْدَهُ Each gender prays by themselves. Okay? So what normally happens in a prayer, men are at the front, women are at the back. Imam says Allah Akbar, men and women are close. This is a Sunnah, okay? Women are close and so they see each other's actions and they hear each other's words as well. There's no such thing as microphones or speakers and there might be one person who might be saying takbir, but it's a general tight unit. In this scenario everyone's naked. Men and women are all naked. So what can we do? So we can't have the the problem here is that we cannot have women behind the men, because the men are naked. Yes? And what did we say? We said even the men can't have men behind them, so there has to be, when there's a jama'ah, it is all a single line. Okay? And so the women obviously can't stand in the same line, so they will stand behind Okay. Now, if there is possible for there to be space and whatever, then there could be an argument that then the men's line could be here and the women's line could then continue with a gap in between. Like, the, the, like with the Hanafi school, they, they, believe, they accept this, that when it comes to women, yani, especially when it comes to space. If there's restricted space, then all the rules become relaxed. Actually, all of the scholars will then generally join in, but the Hanafi school are the ones that first established this, that, you know what, when it comes to women uh, lining up, if it ends up that they have to pray side by side, that's not a problem as long as there's a meaningful gap. Meaningful gap, probably a couple of people, whatever it is. That doesn't even, they don't even obligate a barrier. Okay? Anyway, here we have that situation where uh, uh, the space itself... Uh so if 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 the if the uh if there is enough space then we get the women to go and pray somewhere else and we get the men to pray somewhere else. Okay? Because we can't have two lines. Is that clear? However, then the, the Sheikh says, for in okay, if it becomes too difficult to find another space, or maybe you don't have to walk through lots of different people to get to the other space and they're naked. Okay? That's what difficulty means. So there is no other space, there is no other hall, there is no other room. Or to get to the other room, there's going to be a munkar which is bigger, meaning they have to walk and the nakedness is going to be seen. Then what happens? They said, فَإِنْشَقَّ صَلَّ الرِّجَالِ النساء ثم عكسوا. يعني the men will pray and the women will be behind them, but they will turn around. So the women now have got their backs to the qibla. Okay? So if I'm the imam... Alright? I'm in the middle of a one entire line of people who are all facing towards the Qibla praying and the women who are at the back, they were like this, now they turn around and they got the backs of the men. So they're actually pointing towards the They're sitting facing in a line the other direction. Okay? Alright? In this scenario now, the men have been able to pray and the women have not seen them. And then, thumma عَكَسُوا Alright? And then it should be the opposite. However, I have to say that in the explanation, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah? They actually said, and I think that's a mistake, meaning that no one questioned or no one corrected the sheikh. but he then does actually say, or oh, unless I've completely misunderstood, he says, uh, he, he says, and I'll quote, uh, what did he say? ثُمَّ ذَلَكَ النِّسَاءُ وَيَسْتَدْبِرَهُنَّ الرِّجَالِ Which doesn't make any sense. Okay? Um... And he says, فَتَكُونَ He says, so then the men then turn their backs towards the women, so that the backs of the men are towards the qibla, so they don't see the women. Now if you think about that, that doesn't make any sense at all. Number one, it means that they're looking straight at them. Or you take, or you take the other example, it means that they all came to the back, and the women came to the front. That's the only way that's possible. And in that process, that's the يَأَنِي مُنْكَرًا okay so it doesn't make any sense. So the reality is they stay where they are. Okay? And they just cover themselves as best as possible. Or if there's a way that they can tell all the women, for example. My guess, when I was reading this, I read it like a hundred times. I'm right like what's going on? Maybe what they mean, maybe what they mean is that they close eyes. The men close their eyes and they kind of walk. Okay? And they swap positions. Do you understand? Okay? That's the only way that this can, this can, be, this can be interpreted. So they close their eyes and the men come back to where the women were and then they turn around and they face the qibla, uh, their backs towards the Qibla and the women have now moved forward and they're now facing the Qibla and they pray. That makes sense then. Because now obviously they can't see each other and the, the problem which was the movement, now that's been mitigated because they close their eyes. Move in a circle. Have you had some experience of this versus wicked answer to be honest? Oh, yeah. It works. I like it. Yeah, you could do like Yani a circle. So, so yeah. they're walking on that way. And they're going that way. Yeah. And then you, don't. Off, yeah, you just move, in maintaining your own space as well. You mean up. you're not even moving direction, Yani? Like, so no, you, you are move in this. So you all move. Yeah, all move without changing direction. So you all move, and then these girls are just literally they're they're yeah. like this. Back to back yeah, that works that works. If you do that, or close eyes, or some other kind of method where you don't see the transfer, then it makes complete sense. In any case, the point is very simple. That's not a sunnah, that's not a hadith, that's interpretation of the scholars, and we will also add our interpretation, which is, the key is, is that they minimize the opportunity of seeing each other. However way that's possible. And just to add to that, um, they said, if some and Sheikh Uthameen says, if it was said, إِذَا كَانَ what if there was a scenario that in all of this, it was impossible to get all the people that were naked in one line. So they have to go into a second line. So then the whole problem is now messed up because now we've got two lines of men for example, or two lines of women or whatever. We don't have that single line situation. Now whatever you do, you can't fix that. Whatever you do you know you can't move people around this that whatever it's the same so then the sheikh says that what you do here is that you close your eyes now here's very, what's the interesting thing about this because obviously this is going to come up much later in the book of prayer closing the eyes is considered makruh by the majority of the scholars you see and that shows you just how serious they take it that it's only now they're giving it as an option you see know what I'm saying all right? And even then, let me just tell you, Shaykh al says, no, not even they can't close their eyes. Because, listen, closing their eyes is not just seen as khilafah sunnah, as you're going to now see in this next chapter, this next subsection. This next subsection. It's not just against the sunnah. It's not just, according to some scholars, تشبه بالعبادات Yani that is close to meditation and yoga and all this kind of other religious practices, meditation and that kind of thing. But it renders you useless in a prayer where Muslims are meant to be fully awake. Muslims are meant to be blocking people. Muslims are meant to be moving forward when someone comes. Muslims are meant to be making way for others who are going past. Muslims are meant to react and kill animals in the prayer. Muslims are meant to protect Muslims when they're under attack. Eyes are meant to be open all the way through the prayer to react. Okay, And so you'll see that this this reality that the Muslim is always aware, even though they're not allowed to be looking around, but when something happens, then they've got to deal with it that indicates that a person knows what's going on. A person from the whole prayer, at the beginning to the end of the prayer, uh, closed their eyes. He has no idea what's happening. I mean, literally, has no idea. Someone could be there, gun to his head. There could be, you know, when he opens his eyes, a big dirty viper right there in front of him. Yeah? <coughs> it could be anything. You know what I'm saying? So, Shaykh Amin says, that some scholars said close your eyes. In that scenario, if there's too, too soft, then the second guy's close your eyes. Or what he said, is that if his prayer is good, subhanAllah, this is what he said. If this is a person who is so focused that he can really يعني, be only focused on his prayer, then he just concentrates on his mughdi as sujood. Because you know that the sunnah is that when you're standing, you focus on sajda only, don't look anywhere else. And that when he goes into ruku, you look straight down, and when he's in your tashahhud at a- tahiyatulillah, then you focus on your finger. And if a person does that, then they won't see anything anyway. Then salam salam. Okay. So that's yani, the Anid position uh, about that. So any questions on that? Yeah, you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is like the men and the women. Is there no chance that it might be like two separate jamaats? Like the men pray first, and then the women like wait, basically wait. Then they down and The women like. No, that's, that's definitely what's happened here. They're not. This is not. It's not a, the same prayer. Okay. Yeah, let me just make, yeah, let me just clarify that that when the men are facing towards the front and the women have turned their backs to them, they are not praying, okay. they're waiting. So then they'll pray again. Yeah. Can this lady come in this day today? I think so. I think shipwrecks. I think there are people that are on a boat and uh, they, they get shipwrecked. Uh, they're in some kind of. Um, what did, we went through this last week. What, what did we say? War zone. War zone. Um, yeah, war, it, it is unlikely but, uh, but uh, shipwrecked is likely shipwrecked is likely um, it's, it's possible I'll just give you an example I heard this I didn't see it when the Mina burnt down when the year of the fire remember that people only had Ihrams and a lot of people got burned Ihrams got burned things like that yani, I, I, what I mean is that it's not impossible it's, it's absolutely not impossible it's very unlikely in our modern time where there's so many cloth available, so any resources. But of course, uh, we cover for all, when you study fiqh, you have to cover for all possibilities. So that's, that's what happens. I mean, you're right, in the old times it was much more common. In the old times, because clothes were so, so rare and so valuable, when you used to get robbed by highway robbery, they would take all of your clothes. Because that was of real value. You know, nowadays you're right. People don't care about your clothes, and people don't even care about your money. Sometimes they'll go for you know notes. Maybe they won't take your change. Uh, so obviously we're we're living in a different time. Yeah. Um, okay. would not won't we, won't the women be advised to stay home? Allah this guy, what a champion, what a champion. The women would be yes. And what would happen, yeah, if they're not? What would happen if this happened at home? What would happen if this ball, you're basically ball. saying that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, you're just indefatigable. That's what you are, Haji. Ah, What's wrong with the men say, staying seated after doing their prayer and the ladies doing their prayer behind afterwards? Because I think the idea is, is that they are still seeing some form of nakedness, aren't they? No. From the back. Yeah, only the back. Not the back. I'm talking at the bottom of the back. Mm, they will see the only the bottom of the back, which is a crack catastrophe, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, once you've seen a tiny crack, you've seen all the crack you ever want. That's it. Okay? And once you've seen just that, even that small part, it's enough. It's enough. There could be even worse here. Anything's going on? We don't know. Take any questions on that then before we move on? Yeah. Okay, so now we're into that part of the text where it says. Uh, so if So if this person who is now naked for whatever reason, he's now praying, standing, sitting, whatever situation, doesn't matter, Now we've covered all of that. And they are now able to get hold of something to cover themselves, then they will take it, cover and continue. That's the key. They fix their situation. And that is... A general principle that applies to many problems. Like if you have a problem in the prayer, so for example, Najis falls on you and you can flick the Najus off. This is very important, okay? Again, eyes. If your eyes are not open, you don't know Najus has landed on you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's not permissible for you to pray with Najus. Do, do, do you get my point? Like, I'll give you another example. And this just came to me. The, the, the hadith of the, 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 the sandals, alright? Uh, which we've covered many times in this class. The Prophet praying, and he takes off his sandals, and then everyone else took off their sandals. Yep. When the Prophet ﷺ finished, and he said, "Why did you?" And obviously, this hadith is a massive hadith. It's in Bukhari. It's got so many lessons. It shows the Sunnah of wearing, Yani shoes to prayer, which is something which we don't do enough, of course. And has many other uh, f- f- things. The Prophet said, "Why did you guys take your shoes off? We saw you, Ya Rasulullah, take it off. I never told you. I was approached in the prayer by Jibril ﷺ. He told me that you got najis on your." or sandals and take them off so I took them off and that was it so they, so they weren't blamed now how do you think they t- took their sandals off if they had their eyes closed do you understand what I'm trying to say they saw the Prophet actually all of the descriptions of the Prophet they said that we knew he, he, would, he would be praying because we could uh, see the movement of his beard that, that, that means we know that he had a lengthy beard you can't see a short beard moving and we know that his long beard was moving because they used to see just, yeah, I mean, that the, 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 uh, that he would recite, this is one of the supplementary proofs that people who make this mistake when they pray, they just recite in their head that's unacceptable, you can't recite in your head you have to recite actually so, so these are articulation of the words we could see all these things that they could see are because their eyes are open yeah so, uh, exactly, and he, you know, it's not allowed to allow people to walk by or animals or, and there's flexibility you're allowed to take a step forward, step back open shoulders, so Now, understanding all of that, if you are in the prayer and you suddenly your eyes fell upon like I just seen this cloth right there. Now, I'm looking at this cloth. There's probably about three or four steps between me and that cloth. That's permissible for you to walk towards that cloth, take it, cover yourself up, return back and pray. What would the rules be of doing that? You would walk towards that cloth with your hands, yani in salah position, eyes looking down. Meaning, as much as possible, you do not lose the hayah of the prayer, the structure of the prayer. And then when it comes to that as well, the cloth, we've mentioned this before, that you don't go down and pick it up, because when you start going down, some of the scholars said that you've now moved into the next rukun of ruku'ah. So you don't even make it look like that. So this is the kind of thing where you use the foot to kick it up or to lift it up or to you know, bundle it up so that a very small movement of the left hand picks it up, etc. person then covers themselves and they continue. So the hadith of the sandals that he got rid of the problem, continued the prayer, is a proof here as well. You're naked, you cover yourself, and whatever. Another example is that if someone comes by and says, SubhanAllah, I've got something for you. One second. Then you can actually then you know turn to him or whatever, take it off him that he gives to you, put it on yourself, and you carry on the prayer. Is that clear? What's the second scenario? It's not clear. It's not close. Sorry. And you suddenly remember that ah, oh, subhanallah, I do have one at home, or I do have something in my car, or whatever. Now going to your car, that's a disaster. And going home, that's not happening as well. But you're gonna uh, sorry, it's a disaster. But you're gonna have to do it. You have to do it. Okay. But what it means now is you have to pray again. Because now the distance is too big physical. Time is too big physical. Yani, and I said before, small and big, close and far, are never defined by the sharia. These are common sense values that you work out. Yani, like we said. A couple of steps, we get that. But if we were to ask everyone here, what about if we walked into the shoe area, everyone would say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And if you, I said to you, what's your evidence for saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the answer would be just your normal yani, common sense. You get a feeling for something that's too much or not. So if you do remember that you have something in a the car, then you're not allowed to pray naked, first of all. Secondly, you've got to go and get it, okay? And you will need to repeat the prayer. Simple scenario. Take everybody? Yeah? So you to to what no, so that's the whole point. That's why the Arabic says... If he finds for in wajadh ahna is salah, if he finds that sutra meaning and sutra in here doesn't mean the thing that you put in front, which we we'll talk about another time, sutra means that from satara to cover his aura. In the middle of the prayer, he covers himself and he builds, means he continues with the prayer. Wa illa ibtada. And if that's not the case, it's not close, it's not whatever, then he has to start again. ibtada from Bidaya. He starts again from the prayer. The person next to him too. At the same time, they both find it. What do they do? They both of them find the cloth at the same time when they try to get it. The same cloth. Yeah. Yeah. We had a long discussion about this last week, Yara. Uh. So watch the last hour of yesterday's last week's lesson, and see if you can make head or tail of it because I couldn't. I was defending myself and everyone was against me it was me versus the rest let's be honest <laughs> everyone was not happy with my opinion that I said that if I get a cloth I'm not giving it to no one <laughs> that's what I said and none of you lot were taking it no respect nothing you were all yearning attacking me nothing I said listen I'm just a, I'm just a guy just, just, just as, as Boone says I'm just a slave looking for a raise you know what I'm saying I just want to cover me me, me aura. that's it you know what I'm saying and people saying that we want your cloth and just that. Like, behave yourself you wait for me <laughs> and I'll pray and then maybe I'll sit down in some kind of way and I'll pass my cloth over to you if I'm feeling generous but that's only if I'm in a good mood <laughs> I was happy with that. you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's not good enough yet, and you're saying next week that I'm happy with that <laughs> you know what I'm saying we need you to be happy at that moment so I've got some defense <laughs> honestly let down man yes you <laughs> uh, right, so mentioned about the cloth to be far ahead I mean if you already knew about this he shouldn't be saying the salah no, no, this is this is obviously because if he, he knew about it But we're talking about remembering in the prayer, in the prayer. So, This is not about before If a person knows before It's not permissible to start the prayer <laughs> So when you say he's in the prayer Is he in a jama'ah or on his own? Both, it wouldn't matter It wouldn't matter I don't even know if it's permissible You're asking a question which I never thought of before I don't even know if it's permissible to join a jama'ah naked That's whole, the whole chapter here just killed there That's what I've been thinking the whole time <laughs> <laughs> No, yara. this is not a bite like that. This is when everyone's all in the same boat. We're not talking about one random guy yani, in a jama'ah. No, 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 no. No wonder you want the girls to stay at home. You mean, you've been thinking, you're telling, me, <laughs> no, no, no. you're telling me that everyone is all okay and these girls suddenly left their home naked, to come and join the prayer. No wonder you're thinking, why didn't they pray at home? I swear. going to lost his mind, yara. No, no, no. You just said yourself that, is it even permissible to... to, to yeah, because, because that was the, that's the first time the situation has presented itself where we got clothed and naked people. Yeah, up until now, this of has been. Of course, yeah, everybody's been naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh. But, uh well, maybe we should, they should stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. No, no, that's a rufiq. From the possibilities of this happening one day, we should basically make women pray at home. That's the fiqh, no, that Everybody stay uh, To everybody, yeah. I know that you want to stay at home. That's it. All lazy packs don't want to pray in the masjid want to stay at home. Right. Okay, then. Let's do some of these questions now because these are all to do with nakedness, whereas the rest of the thingy. Bro, uh, uh, there's some issue here because there's people here that saying that there's a problem, and Rohi as well is also saying there's a problem. Definitely fixed. Yeah, I know there's a little bit of Okay. All right so let's deal with the question so Ayesha says if the person remembers they have something in the car oh. but would risk being seen to obtain is this still allowed I think they, they wouldn't then they wouldn't pray they wouldn't whatever they need to get to the car one way or the other they can't stay there something has to happen I need to sell the car. <laughs> 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 Usman insists that you should be at home what are you doing in a car Usman is saying that what are you doing driving and he, he said that who allowed driving in the first place Pir Sab is in chopping mode today. He's ready to chop everyone. Sell the car, oh, buy <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there, man. The question, question is. I mean, that's a good trick, by the way. The guy said Amazon Prime. What he means is Amazon Now. That's what would happen. You got your phone. Prime Now. If you got your phone, you don't go to the car. You make a call. You say deliver it to the mosque inside. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those. Yep, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and if you have access to a car, would you not supplement your group with some clothing? If you're feeling generous, yeah, you would. You would. You would. I assure you would. Asya says, if dizzy or have a migraine whilst praying, is it then through a, a, a Darura permissible to close the eyes as long as keeping khushu Yeah, just to just to talk about the closing of the eyes thing, that the closing of the eyes is permissible. Um, in any scenario where you believe that you'll be better off than what you are on, okay? So, for example, migraine or some kind of real crazy thing that you've just seen, the danger is that it becomes a norm because actually there is no one that doesn't benefit with their eyes closed or the mass majority of people benefit with their eyes closed, okay? There's no doubt about that. I think, yeah, culturally, not culturally, physiologically even, even, being in darkened places, being in smooth places, calm kind of, uh, nice, whatever, being in environments where it's, your eyes are closed to focus, they, these are all going to uh, increase meditation, quote unquote, or connection, quote unquote, or whatever it is. So there's no doubt about that. That makes it a great fitna if you start practicing it uh, a lot and finding excuses for yourself that, oh, I can't get khushu, I can't get khushu, and you've actually, actually tried. That's where the problem is. Because the end result then is going to be, and I know this, the end result is going to be that my prayer is only good when I close my eyes. Because I just said, everyone's prayer is going to be better when they close their eyes. And you've got to make a, a, a decision here that do you want to settle on a position which is against the sunnah, or are you going to settle in trying to do something for the sunnah and only use something at in, 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 in a moment. Yep. But if there's a need, yes. Nakedness does not level in the way that ihram does. In other words, inshallah... For doesn't hajj create a sense of humility, inequality? I don't understand that, to be honest. Right, okay. So, so yep. basically, is it upon you, in uh, uh, the situation method? You know, you're traveling in the car, Yeah. wind comes, whatever, and you've lost all your clothes, or whatever right. the situation is? <laughs> <laughs> In the car, what a shot! It, okay. Right, now you have cloth in your car, yes. in the boot lining, yep. or, you know, you have furniture, or whatever. Is yep. it upon you to destroy that, to then cover yourself to create or not? Destroy, huh? Or, you know, like, they have some furniture, for example, they're on a shipwreck boat, or they're, on a, they have, they're left with no clothes, and then Yeah, I mean, it's a, good, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. There's no doubt if a person does it, they'll be rewarded for it. The question is, as is what you asked, uh, which I don't know, and I'd have to make a guess at, and every scholar would have to make Ishtihad. Is it obligatory to ruin something and and cause financial harm to fulfil an obligation? I don't think so, Okay. But I can see a scholar saying yes as well. Uh, Yanni, the easier question is if a person did that, would they be rewarded? Absolutely. Am I obligated to now go and tear X off my thingy? Answer is no. I, 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 I can't see that because you might say, look, um, I mean, where's the, where's the line? Like, you know, back in the day when we used to have, I don't know if anyone still does, but we have seat covers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, furry kind of seat covers. Yeah. <laughs> tiger print seat covers <laughs> so you know that's easy that's literally a zip on the side you take it off and you put it on now i say to you right what is the defining line going up until ripping the leather of your seat BMW. in your bmw there is a question I'm asking. you know you have because, you know, some of these seats, even top end, even native leather, some of them can be washed. They've got a zip, but they've got to be unclipped, and the seat's got to be taken out first, and this, that, whatever. That's a nonsense, yeah, was, isn't it? I was more thinking of the lining of the boot or something like that. that? I think, but then the reason I'm using this, the, the, the chair example is just to ram the point home. At what point, no scholar can say at that point, because there's no evidence for it, okay? But I think that there is a point where there's some obvious easy wins, okay, that you'd make uh, use of. And then that there's another level where suddenly you're going to start incurring financial difficulty, or or you're going to start causing destruction, where I don't believe Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has obligated upon a person that, especially in the scenario that you gave, and I think pretty much across the board, okay, I think pretty much across the board, it goes further, it goes further. What? Yani. Uh, like for example, imagine that you're on an island and this has happened and there's a guy and he has got clothes and he's got extra clothes and he could lend you something. And he says, no, is it allowed to fight him? You get what I'm saying? And answer says, no, he's not, allowed to, he's not allowed to fight him. Even though this guy is a shame and a shock and a disgrace yeah, and if we're not doing that, is it allowed to fight him for not giving you clothes? It's not obligatory upon him to do it. Yes, Be, you're, you're, as we said before, you're ma'zour. you're you're excused Mm -hmm. this was the whole content of last week's lesson that you are excused that's why I said I would not give my cloth my remaining cloth that's protecting my nakedness to you even though you're naked because I'm now covered and I'm now obligated to remain covered and I now have no excuse to remove my covering and you are excused and forgiven and okay to be naked because you don't have anything now I know that sounds rough but it's the truth I mean, or it's, it's the legal cold truth, which when when you break it down to the legality, that's where it comes down to. Do yeah. you Uh and there's Ibn Muhammad. By the way, we discovered who Ibn Muhammad is. His name is Rayhan. Masha'Allah. I met him on the thing. It was nice. So if you know you can't reach the car in time to get the cloth, then do you finish the salah and then will it, you will have to repeat it when you cover your aura? I think that's exactly what I would do. Okay, and I can tell you, many scholars would say you don't need to repeat the prayer, and that's fine. That's a good scholarly position. They would say that you tried your best, and you don't need to repeat the prayer. But that's what I would do. Meaning that I, we're well, saying you can't reach the the car in time, to then get the, the thing and come back. The time's going to run out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So pray like that, and then go, and then when I get the thing, I pray. That's what I would do. I would not put that forward as a class yeah, position. If the time is running out, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. If there's plenty of time, you can't be praying naked, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But wouldn't that be where um, they, would do, um, they would pray Jamaa and it would uh, nearly end at that time? Won't they do, um, uh, because in a masjid, they would do it like uh, basically at the start of their prayer, so they wouldn't do it right at the end, so they would definitely have more time. I agree. The problem is your dad, Yan, you gave us this big headache of making the example of a masjid and a guy praying by himself, which doesn't make sense, in a masjid with a car. <laughs> and no clothes if your dad had given us a basic example we'd have none of these problems unbelievable because he thinks this is going to happen to us on a road trip that's the problem there are many things that happened to me and your dad on a road trip but I can tell you that this is not one of them we prayed in some dodgy places but so far it hasn't got to that level hasn't got to that level right um, okay yes Yeah. Um, in terms of, of your life so I don't believe uh, so obviously this is a massive chapter and we'll come to this in this right place but just to answer the question uh, the, and this is why it's important to see the, uh, to keep your eyes open because if a person cuts in front of the prayer then it's a very serious thing so serious that as Uthman said some scholars said that the prayer is invalidated okay But that's a very weak position, and there's very little evidence. The only possible, no, the the only legitimate discussion that we can have about your prayer being invalidated, as the one who's praying, is if it's the hadith in Sahih Muslim, which itself is very, very controversial, that if a donkey or if a so-and-so and and whatever crosses, then the prayer is then invalidated. And as I said, that's a hadith I don't even want to open the door to now, because it's a huge, difficult issue. Now, point is, is that what's correct is what? what's correct is what the Prophet ﷺ said that if a person did that he would want to have w- wished that he had waited 40 40 days 40 weeks 40 months before crossing him meaning a huge sin upon that person as for the one who's praying his prayer is unaffected so the closed eyes situation here is not so much so that you don't have your prayer invalidated but rather that you don't yourself be disturbed and ad- allow that person to fall into sin you mean what's the parameter of the size yeah I'm praying here yeah. and I end up standing on where that black line is yeah. so I'm in front of him Right. in terms of sure uh, yeah, it's not permissible to pray in front of a line to pray in front of the Imam it is not permissible at all and anyone who does that has invalidated <coughs> their individual prayer the only time that is permissible is if there is a need for it meaning that there is a situation which is extreme out of control and we give that fatwa here sometimes in this in my in, in, in yeah, I allow it to happen in this masjid here for the sisters. Yeah, there is some yeah, discussion that there are people that on a Jum'ah or an Eid they will end up praying yeah, in front of the Imam who's there. I have no problem with that. There's a need for that because it's a restricted place, huge amount of people, but in a normative scenario we don't accept that. Like... Let's not have any questions on that though. Carry on. No, yeah, no, because we shouldn't have had that question anyway, but he's close to my heart. What can I do here? <laughs> Man is weak. Shaz, what's happening here, Yara? <coughs> okay, we, uh, put the monitor on or work out what's happening because it should, uh, well, I don't know. Exactly. No, the monitor meaning the monitor on the um, the uh, website and the power consumption and all that stuff would a pet cat cause a prayer to... Be, yeah, this is the problem. Now we've got into a whole different area. We're forgetting our folks. So, so we need to get back in control. Okay, now I just wanted to... Okay, here's something interesting. I have to say, this didn't impress me very much, but I will because I'm faithful to the fact that this is... Um, uh, uh, this is Sheikh sharh that we're using. But he says that there's an interesting... Not interesting, but he goes, there's one of these crazy kind of scenarios that is mentioned by the fuqaha okay so i'll mention it as well it's a bit silly this but i will mention it he goes they said that if there's a female say female slave yeah it's possible for a female slave to have her prayer invalidated by one word of a male this is uthman's favorite fiqh subject ever okay a female slave to have her prayer invalidated female a female muslima slave to have her prayer invalidated by one statement of a male. Actually, that's not even correct. It's not even a male. By another person. Okay? So actually, that's a mistake. No, 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 sorry. That's my mistake. Beg your pardon. Actually, he spotted it there. He does say insan. Okay, he does say insan. I thought, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, so let's see. The one who wins it will win the chocolate that Usman and the girls and the type packs over there didn't bring this week to share. and you know what happened because I, I was not I was not focused I'm sure that yeah, I mean, the next day we had lots of chocolate left over by the way but I know that Saeed didn't protect it or anything he probably stuffed himself and then he probably no, yeah we know. know there was a whole carry bag don't worry I'm looking for that unless you took it huh? the orange one the lint there was two types of lint there was thingy and you lot are just eating all our chocolate and I swear if I, there it is like a custom that's the bag <laughs> check it. <laughs> so I take that back Osman Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. They left the bag and they took the sweets. And they <laughs> put <right> Kapri in there. <laughs> <laughs> as, 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 <laughs> they know, you need they know ya rah, we know. Anyway, so, right, come on then, let's have your guesses. Go on then. Yes. It's, the, it's the Bushra sisters again, oh my goodness. being haunted, man. Didn't see them for six years and they turn up here only twice in two weeks. In oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. MashaAllah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, go on then, go for it. So what happens, how? Tell me, what, what, what happened What happened in the beginning of the prayer? What happened in the end of the prayer? she's She Are you cheating? Yeah. You are? You got the book in front of you? That's, that's, that's absolutely disgraceful, by the way. That's absolutely ridiculous. Unbelievable. Because she, she's literally reading off the damn thing and she's trying to make it out and is responding. That's why and then I ask why did she stay at home. You see that? You're not, you're not supporting your case here, bro. Did you hear the answer? You heard the answer. Oh, okay. So then we can't even put it to the rest. That's you ruined it. That's why we ban you people from the footprint circle unbelievable, unbelievable, but that's the right answer, okay, so what happens is that we have a female slave who's praying, and so she knows that she doesn't have to cover her hair, she doesn't need to cover her feet and whatever the rest of it, okay, so uh, then the owner, male or female, says, you're free, okay, and when she is free, now she is in a state where she is not covering her hair, and so therefore her prayer is invalidated, now what Sheikh al says, he says, yeah, another random statement, which to be honest is completely useless. He says that if this owner is a faqee, or if this owner had any brains, what he would do is that he would go up to the girl and say, you're free whilst holding a hijab. He actually says that. He goes that he would go up to her and say, you're free, and then veil her. romantic, <laughs> How romantic, yes. Because if she is uh, uh, Emma, if she is a female slave, then the, ro- the rules of Awra are different. We covered that about three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's j- dive into another section, which we don't have the. Uh, uh, you yeah, know, and so, sorry, yeah. The, uh, so, as Asya asked, is her prayer invalidated? The prayer was invalidated for what reason? She wasn't covering her head. That wasn't the reason. And Awra? Obviously, but, but, the, but, but that's not the reason it was invalidated. It was no. because. No, 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 no. Why would the prayer be invalidated? We just covered it. The last line. Because. No, no. Obviously, but, but Obviously, but why is the prayer invalidated? This the last line. Just a minute ago. Because she has to go and now find something to cover herself, which is far away come on man that's the reason why we're discussing this point but what if it's there? and that's what we just said if the owner and that's why I'm responding to Asia's question that if a, if the, 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 there was cloth there or if the owner is there with the hijab then what would happen she would then just take it cover and she would carry on that's the point, it's an example of the last statement the last uh, fiqh statement the prayer would not be invalidated then Maybe I, I threw you because I said the prayer. has to be started again. If a prayer has to be started again, by definition, it means it was invalidated. That's, I think, where the confusion came. Yeah. Yeah. To speak Yani and uh, ask for cloth. I think it does. Yeah. I, think like I don't it, think yeah. that it is. Yeah. I don't think it's permissible for her to speak Yani yeah, and say that. I think that would invalidate the prayer. But if she indicates and says something like that, I think that's okay. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could look at it like that, or you could look at it as really, really petty, that whole kind of situation. But, you know... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. The the example for me is so ridiculous. Why would you do that to a woman? (laughs) I mean, guess why would you do that to someone? But it might happen. I mean... I mean, you, you, see, you see, it's a ridiculous scenario that if you think about it more, you can make it less ridiculous. You could say, there's your female slave. She's in her room, her quarters, she's praying. And, you know, suddenly you open a check and instead of receiving uh, 100 quid, you receive 100,000. You think, you know, Allahu Akbar, I don't need to now use any person again. You're so happy. You leg it in and you say, hey, you're free, you go home. And, she, and you know, she's praying and she's like, I don't even know what to do right now and you don't even know what to do right now and you know it's so random you could make it better no doubt okay good so something which uh, Shaz sh- sh- bring up the uh, the thingy okay then it says Arabic Shaz it says فِي wa uh, الصَّمَّاءُ الصَّمَّاءُ وَتَغْتِعْتُ وَجْهِهِ وَالْلِثَامُ عَلَىٰ فَمِهِ وَأَنْفِهِ وَكَفْ كُمِّهِ وَلَفِّهِ وَشَدُّ وَسَتِهِ كَزُنَّارِ وَتُحْرَمُ الْخُيَلَاءُ فِي ثَوْبٍ وَغَيْرِهِ وَالتَّصْوِيرُ وَاسْتِعْمَالُهُ Okay, now, I'm going to leave this translation completely for next week, okay, because it's a very difficult passage to translate, which is why I didn't, and it will require some time. But we will focus on the first two or three points which are yani, equally difficult e- equally difficult but not for us to explain. So it is literally translated It is disliked in the prayer to perform a and it is also disliked to do istimal sommak two concepts. And it is also disliked to cover the face. To cover the face. Alright, that's enough for today. Alright. So, disliked. Let's just talk about that. al karaha. And Sheikh Utameen makes a nice point. I think it's very important and valuable. Sheikh says in the middle of page 190, He says, al according to the jurist, the word Karaha, Karaha, okay, is a prohibition from something it's a prohibition from something without enforcing it and can say and considering it to be prohibited without enforcing it and saying it's absolutely prohibited so therefore whereas al-makruh which is a variation of the same word manuhi anhu min ghayr ilzam the same thing same thing that that which is prohibited without insisting that it must be completely avoided meaning that you are a sinner if you do it okay so you're not a sinner all right because if you are not stopping a person doing it then that means that it is permissible for him to do but he is still prohibited he is told to go not do it now this word is controversial and the main reason for that is because in the quran and sunnah and that's why we see the concept that a word has different definitions according to the field so that's why so far we said makruh according to the fuqaha but makruh or karaha according to kitab wa sunnah is something very different in the kitab wa sunnah and according to wa kalam salaf and the majority of the times when the Salaf speak, makruh means muharram. It means that which is impermissible, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Al Isra, verse thirty-eight: "Kullu dhalika kana syyuuhu 'inda Rabbika makruha." Okay. So all of that is uh, uh, the evil of all of these actions is um, haram to your Lord. Now here's something interesting. On the, on the weekend, I was uh, teaching fitna, the tafsir Surah Ali Imran. Yeah. And one of the things that I tried to do in the class is to teach or yeah, give an introduction to the science of translation. And one of the lessons that I teach the students, which is very, very important that you should always all know, is that there's no such thing as just a standard translation. Every translation is a tafsir. So every time someone translates something, they are automatically making an interpretation and they're doing tafsir now look at one of my favorite translations look at what he translated this verse as and see the tafsir that he has made and look how significant this is he says Professor Abdel Halim in the uh, the, what's it called the what Quran the Oxford Classics the Holy Quran I think it's called right the actual the no it's not the noble it's called the something Quran the glory the Quran just the Quran Okay, but it's the Oxford classic, yeah? Uh, wow. Professor Abdul Halim, he says, The evil of all of these actions is hateful to your Lord. You see that? So he's gone with the linguistic meaning of makruha. Okay? But if we look, and this is interesting, isn't it? You've got, if you've got a mushaf, then open the mushaf up Al Isra, if you have a phone, okay? Or a mushaf with you. Let's uh, look at. Huh? Uh, so if you look at uh, uh, Sheikh Al Tamim says, "وَمَعْلُومٌ أَنَّ الْمُشَارِ إلَيْهِ مَا سَبَقَ مِنَ الْمَنْهِيَاتِ وَفِيهَا الشِّرْكَ وَالْكَبَائِرَ وَسَمَّاهَا وَسَمَّاهَا, وسماها اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مَقْرُوهَا." Because if you look at all of the things which have been indicated, look at the translation: The evil of all of these actions is haram to your Lord. What actions you can only tell if you go back to the verse so you look at verse uh, start from say thirty one okay? okay so do not do not kill your children يعني, uh, fearing poverty we will, we will uh, provide for you and for uh, if we will provide for them and for you, Inna qatlahum kana khut'a an kbira. To kill them is a, you see, khut'a is khut'a. Khut'a means mistake. Yes, here it means huge sin. You are blameworthy. It's a mighty, mighty sin. Walla taqrobu zina and don't go close to zina. Inna kana fa hishatan wa asabila. Okay, it is a an outrage and a horrible pathway to go down. Walla taqtilun nafs alati haram Allahulla bilhak. And don 't yani kill a person except by, yani for just means and and so on and don 't go and steal the money from the uh, 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 orphan and when you measure and you measure out your food and you 're selling stuff, then make sure that you do it properly with the right thing. So what have we seen and and, and so on and everything okay. Uh, and don't walk around yani, in a very arrogant way. And so on and so on and so forth. Now look at, so let's step back. What have we seen? We've seen shirk, we've seen zina, we've seen stealing, we've seen fraud, arrogance. yani, uh, everything. Allah then says, كُلُّ ذَلِكَ كَانَ سَيِّئُهُ if you look at this, you are now got two choices. All of these evil actions according to your Lord are, now you've got to make a decision. What does Makruha here mean? Yes, you could linguistically try to argue that it means something which is distasteful from a mood point of view, then hateful works. Or we're saying that this is a legal statement. And if it's a legal statement, then it's impossible for makruh to be something which you are prohibited from, but not by necessity. Impossible. It has to take the meaning haram. Okay? That's very important. That's why what Sheikh Amin says is correct. That when makruh is what used raw, raw in the Kitab al-Sunnah, in the Nusus, and when the Salaf used to use it, then it always used to be haram. Yeah, and I want you to know, remember, that the evolution of fiqh is also the evolution of fiqh terms. The word to mean, like for example, when we have makruh tahrimi and makruh shisman al-tanzihi and all these kind of subcategories of this and that, we have wajib, and wajib means something different from fard, according to Hanafis. blah, blah, blah. This never existed at the time of the Prophet or the Companions. Everything was just used in a basic way. But then because they needed to you know, because law becomes complicated, so it becomes so massive, you've got to give guidance. People give different kind of categorizations, classifications, genres, so they create phrases. You get what I'm saying? So when you're creating a phrase, the problem is is that you're now giving a legal reality to something which is being understood something in in a different way in origin. That's why even to go further, here's something very interesting as well, and this is well known actually. وَلِهَذَا And for this reason, the companions of Imam Ahmed used to say, إِذَا قَالَ الْإِمَامْ أَحْمَدِ ذَلِكِ If our Imam, Imam Ahmed says that I dislike, I find this distasteful, I find it he what he means is that it is haram. That's a massive statement. Whenever you come across a statement that Imam Ahmed considered to be makrooh, You want to go back and look at the phrase. Is it that that's something that he said himself? If he said it himself, there's a very strong possibility that he actually meant it to be haram. That's a big difference in rulings. So now you see that it's not even about evidences and understanding them. It's also actually understanding what your teacher actually means when he says. So that's a massive knowledge. That's why without studying, without a teacher, or without commentaries, it's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And that's why, anyway... Uh, as for the fuqaha, it's very, very clear. And we're talking about this. Uh, what does maqru mean? يعني, that the one who leaves it out of reward, he will be Yani re- uh, The one who leaves something which is makruh, hoping for reward, he will be rewarded. What? But if the person does it, he will not be punished. And that person is able to do that action if there is a need to. Okay? Yeah, sorry. Beg your pardon, and he is uh, able, and he is allowed to do the action even if there is no need to, even if there's no need, if there, even if there's no general kind of emergency. Does that make sense? Whereas a haram is only allowed to do if there is an emergency. <coughs> so there are three characteristics of the makruh a Number one, it is something that if you leave, if you leave a makruh action hoping for reward, you will get rewarded. Number two. If you do it, you are not punished. If you do that makru action, it is not haram. Number three, there does not need to be a need or a necessity for you to actually do it. Haram, on the other hand, of course, um, uh, you, uh, the only time that you are allowed ever to do something haram is if there is a clear and present need or some kind of threat or something. Okay, right. Let's talk about sadal. This is one of the very interesting, these two phrases are gonna take more than one lesson actually because of the controversy over it. Okay? as and Ishtima' al-Samma. This is based upon two things. A Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam in the authentic hadith, Naha and Is sadal fi al in the first hadith. And the second one, Nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam, naha an ishtima al-samma. He prohibited he prohibited the practice of Ishtima'ulma. Let's talk about Sadl first. What does Sadl mean? Sadl means Al Irsal, to let things hang. Okay? To let things hang. To let things be loose. Okay? What did that mean? What does that mean? Let things be loose. And they discussed it. Ya yeah, so much, so forth, so forth. What does it actually mean? Let me just read out to you what Shaykh Tameen says, which doesn't make anything any clearer, but just to give you an example. He said, Asadl is to take the arida, which is your top garment, your top garment, and to put it over your shoulders. Okay? and to not yani, put one on the other, but just to let it hang. And some of them said, okay, so that would be like this. What he is describing is this. So imagine this is just one piece of cloth. Okay? Imagine this is one piece of cloth. Then basically what you've done is that you've put it like this. Just let it hang. Like that. You didn't... Try to cover it. You don't do anything. This is what saddled. This is now what was 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 it Yeah. This is what's hanging, <laughs> like that. Okay. وَقَالَ بَعْدُهُمْ أَسَدَلَ أَنْ يَضَعَ الرِّدَاءَ عَلَى رَأْسِهِ وَلَا يَجْعَلَ اتْرَافِهِ عَلَى wa وَشِمَالِهِ Basically like this, just like that, just hanging. Okay. وَقَالَ بَعْدُهُمْ You can see now how the scholars themselves differed over this. The classical, and some of them said أن يُرْسِلَ ثَوْبَهُمْ حَتَّى يَكُونَ تَحْتَ الْكَعْبَينِ Yani that he just allows his thobe, so n- nothing special like this, just wears a thobe, but it's, you know we said sadal means to to, loot, to, to to be so loose, so it's so loose that it's actually below his, his ankles. Okay? And Shaykh Uthabi makes a point, he goes, which would therefore be isbal, which we already have a phrase for. Isbal refers to when you allow something to go below your ankles, which has been prohibited very clearly in a number of hadith. Okay? Right and he goes wal and the he said that what is more known amongst our fuqaha meaning saudi hanbali that kind of thing is that he puts the the thawb on his shoulders and he doesn't yani put one into the he doesn't put it one direction or another yani similar to what i'm doing now walakin كَانَ kana hazath بِمَّا يَلْبِسَ عَادَةٍ hakatha فَلَا ba'sa bihi Walehada Kala Sheikhul Islam, in Natar Koba Akaba, Al Katafane, Itha Ithal Kamein, Laed Hulfis Sedal, Wal Kaba, Ushbah Yusama Endana Al Coot Awal Jubba. Now this is where it gets complicated, right? What Sheikh is basically saying, what Sheikh is basically saying is that as Ibn Taymiyyah said, that if the wearing of a cloak just hanging, without putting your arms in and so on and so forth is actually the style of the people, then that's something which is okay okay um now i cannot uh, just you have to wait and bear with me until i explain the second thing before i start to give you my opinion on why these things are prohibited i will just need to mention now that the word asadal seen dal with a the dal and lam asadal is also very famously known especially amongst the malikiya to refer to the putting the hands to the sides, and this is what some of the scholars they use to prohibit praying without putting your right on your left. You see, forget about where your hands. When we come to the chapter of the prayer, this is going to take ages. We'll do it, but forget about where your hands go on your chest, up here or there or whatever. Before that, we've got to we got to legislate for putting the right on the left, which is legislated in Bukhari, in in the Muatta, in all the hadith. The Prophet ﷺ would put right on the left. This was the way of the Prophet. Someone hadith. All right. So, what's the opposite of that? Is to not put your right on your left. And then to put the hands down. Okay? Now, here, some of the scholars, some of them, they said that the Prophet's prohibition was referring to the hands. That you can't put your hands by your sides. Okay? And therefore, the Hanbalis are saying that whether you refer it to the this, or yani, the clothes, or whether you're referring to the hands by the sides, that all of this is makruh. And according to the fuqaha, makroo means disliked. It's not haram, okay? And there is no proof that we see here that Imam Ahmed himself said that this is clearly haram. We don't know, okay? But we'll come to that next week, I think, because this is going to get longer. So I just want you to be clear that some scholars used to include in the concept of saddle the, the arms. I want to say to you that the majority of the scholars and the correct position, and certainly the class position, and my own position, is that saddle is not referring to the hands. Even though the reason they said is because there is irsal okay now in the Maliki madhab, when they as you know the Malikis they consider it to be Sunnah actually to pray with the hands at the sides they refer to this as Sadl. definitely in their madhab, they say that wal-irsalu was-sadlu Sunnah yani that irsal to put the hands at the sides and they also call it Sadl, they call it Sunnah and there's a number of evidences which we will deal with in this right time yes um, in terms of if, if it was a meaning the block, yes no, no, this is for men and women. And in actual fact, I want to say something else. That it is quite fair to say that these two scenarios are more applicable to women today than they are to men. And I'll explain why. So, اشتمال الصماء. ishtimal means to envelop yourself, to wrap yourself. Okay? I yani to put something around. What does that mean? The Prophet ﷺ prohibited in wrapping, what's the word? In cloaking? What is that called? Wrapping? Just Wrapping? Enveloping, yeah, enveloping, wrapping. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, and again, there are so many, um, so many different yeah, examples. Sheikh says, A, <laughs> he said that is basically you wrapping yourself in your thawb. Now, obviously, thawb does not mean this, it means your top cloth. So, basically, your rida of your ihram, okay, or for the women. It's your big prayer jubba or your abaya. That's, what, that's why this becomes interesting. Yep. And you will see that women especially, what they have, I think I spoke about this before, they have especially at home that huge thing. You know, like a Persian style massive kind of thing. Yes. Which is basically, like a chadar, but I don't mean a chadar. I don't mean a chadar that goes around. I mean that literally, you, it's only got a space for the head. And it's so massive and baggy that it's, it doesn't need arms. You know what I mean? Yep, that thing. So, This is very much in that that kind of mold. He's saying that al-Summa is a garment which is wrapped around you which has no exit for your hands. No exit. Another opinion is is that it is any kind of garment that is closed. So it's not even wrapped. So imagine this toe being put on. It doesn't have sleeves. That's very important. No sleeves. And your hands are underneath and you are wrapped in it or as i said the second scenario is you have it on it has no sleeves and it's closed so it's not wrapped it's just like a single piece of cloth but it's closed there the key here is what in my opinion and the opinion of some scholars the illa is what the illa is that your hands are underneath you get what i'm saying okay the illa is that your hands are underneath now وَقَالَ Badul الْعُلَمَاءِ in is they, they said some of them said that yani it is when you uh, make al-taba is the sunnah for men in tawaf for the first uh, 3 where they uh, uncover the uh, sorry for this for the for the uh, uh, entirety sorry of the of the seven uh, tawafs they will uncover their right shoulder and they will put it on the left. That it means yeah, I need the uncovering of the shoulder and so on. There are many, many opinions about what it is. Here's what I want to say to you. Okay, All of these are returning back to a number of points. They are returning back to looking weird, looking strange. They're, they're going back to looking disrespectful. Their inlay is going back to um, an inability to use your hands. And then the biggest one for me is returning back to the possibility of you uh, making inkishaf al-awrah. Yani putting yourself in a risky position to display your awrah. This last one I think is the key which combine, which connects these two. It's the common illah. Why? If you are a person in ihram or you've only got that one cloth at the top, you are already relying upon that to cover your body. And if you are not covering your body and you're sticking it around your neck, then that's obviously ridiculous, yes? The idea being that it is something which is, yani, uh, 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 risking your out being seen. Sheikh mentioned another point, which I think is very good. He said that if you were, for example, sitting there, and if you go Hajj, you know exactly what, what he means. You've got your ihram and you're sticking it around your neck. And someone was to walk in that you respect, you would immediately take it off and cover yourself with it. So it's that you've got the cloth and you're still adopting a disrespectful position. You get what I'm saying? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said very clearly that the real issue is, Ya bani Adam, khudu zinatakum عند kuli masjid. And yani you must take your full zina, full beautification, every time you pray. And so you've got it and you've put it around your neck and you have hanging it on your shoulders and you're not covering your body with it. Okay, so it's a level of disrespect, it's the possibility of your aura being uncovered, etc. So that's why said is not allowed. However, that's why Ibn Taymiyyah also said that if it's the, the, the earth of the people, then two things have been, have been protected against. Number one, if you, you know, like women, you know, women, you've seen that, like, have you seen that, uh, I don't know what it's called, poncho? They wear on their shoulders. That can't be impermissible because they've got covering underneath. Do you get know what I'm trying to say? So they are uh, so a poncho, for example, right? It's covered underneath, so the aura is not an issue, and it's fashionable and it's respected by the people of thinking It's not seen as a bad cloth; it's seen as a nice cloth. So therefore, these two do not apply, and so therefore, this hanging part, even if it's hanging from the neck or hanging from the shoulders, that even though the fuka has said that that's what's thingy, in my opinion, and the class position, this does not apply because you have protected against the two problems. Likewise. Ishtimal sama, likewise, um, you've got that scenario. You might say, why does people do that? Why do people do that? They do that because they're poor, and that's all they've got, and it's freezing. They've got no underwear, they've got no uh, banin, they've got no nothing else, and so therefore, what they do is they get their cloth and they wrap themselves up completely and completely and completely. Okay, that causes two problems of its own, or three or four, depending on how many you want to go into. How many? The first problem is that when you need your hands for the salah, you have to then bring them out. And bringing them out normally means having to go underneath and lifting your hands. So if making Rafah for example, you're exposing your aura if there's an aura issue. Okay? Especially if you only got one cloth and nothing underneath, you're going up, and, and what about when you go for ruku What about when you go for Sujood? You get what I'm trying to say? It's all messed up. Second, and this is very, very important, like I said to you before, that we are meant to have our eyes open and hands free in the prayer. So if najas comes, you have to take it off immediately. You can't be there looking at it, and think, oh, "I can't get my hand out." Yeah, or you have got some kind of snake or scorpion standing in front of you, and you're kind of like, "Right, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, you know, there's no way I can kill this or do anything." You have to have, or some harm comes towards you, and you can't, or so, or you're going to see a harm happening to someone next to you, and you can't save them because your hands are mummified inside. Do you get know what I'm trying to say? Now you might think this is crazy, all right, but it's very true and very well, and it happens to women with their large uh, uh, covers and also in my culture especially my culture Patans, the men do this so we don't have yani, so that, yeah, we don't have the, the, the culture of wearing coats so when it comes to winter time okay, we only have one large cloth which we will then just put around and around and around and everyone will pray with that okay? so you might say right here's a problem immediately no there's no problem why? because it's full shalwar kameez underneath mm. and it's put in a way where actually the they don't raise their hands anyway and when they go into sajda, their hands are loose enough. They're already in a, in a shirt, and it's loose enough to go for sajda in its in original place. So the key here, as I said, is not for it to look disrespectful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The key is that if you do need to use your hands, you've got full access to them immediately. So if, there, if a patan was wearing his jadah so tight that he could not, lose, he could not he access his hands quick enough to remove filth, stop someone crossing him in a prayer, stop being harmed by an animal... Yani yeah, kill something that needs to be killed, etc., etc. And if 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 his if his if his top is allowing all of him to all do all that, it's permissible to wear. If it's not, it's impermissible. If the, when they make a movement, it would risk yani yeah, breaking the awra, impermissible. If your outer is covered when you make that movement, then it's permissible. Okay, these are the rules which are covering. And so the most common question is the aba'at yani and the abaya and these kind of clothes which the women wear for salah. As long as they fulfill all these conditions, they don't restrict the woman, they don't make her show her aura, and whatever. And by the way, I have seen this. I have seen this. That a woman, for example, um, she would uh, uh, be wearing, for example, t t-shirt and uh, jeans or something. Okay? At home, which is permissible. Then it's time for prayer. So she needs to cover her arms. Okay? So she puts on that big thing. Okay? Now that big thing, okay, the problem with that, is that when you make Ya'ana Ya'rafa'dayn, you have to go underneath and the arms then become uncovered. Like that. Okay, because actually her arms already are uncovered, you see? Her arms are already uncovered. And these things don't have sleeves. And so once she goes un- underneath to lift her hands up, if, her, if that thing is so baggy that it then falls down immediately, and her arms are being displayed, that's what's not permissible. You see what I'm saying? She's uncovering her aura because of that action. Now, why is it therefore it's sunnah that she has sleeves? Because when she makes a Rafi nothing comes down. So that's why there's, there's got to be a balance between being baggy, which we, don't, which we want to not define bone structure and a skin and all the rest of it, but not so baggy that it can't hold itself. So if I lift my hand, that's okay. But if it's just keep slipping each time, that's unacceptable. Yeah. So that's the relevance to this chapter. Tigeon? Yeah. To cover their... Aura? I think that's okay. That's a double extra thingy which is uh, protecting any specific area. I think it's okay to, to put your jacket around to cover the fact that your t-shirt is going up and down. I think that's a good use of that cloth. Yeah, that's the opposite to what this issue is about. Anything from the sisters? Okay, online then we have... Um, I heard you mention that the hadith of Isbal is not authentic. No, uh, not that the hadith of Isbal is not authentic, uh, Tahani. I think what I said is that I don't believe that it is um, applicable. When it starts to get very specific and defined clothes, I don't think those narrations are. But Isbal, of course, is authentic, no doubt about that. But I said that I don't believe that it applies to trousers. I believe that it only applies to a single garment that hangs off the shoulders, i.e. a thawb. Um about the Malikis establishing Sadal as a sunnah, why did some prominent scholars come out to say that Imam Malik prayed with the hands down due to an injury and that his followers misunderstood that? How accurate is the story? The story is a lie, fabrication. And the reason that, and, you know, people give all kinds of reasons, but not, no scholar really goes down that line. Most of them know it's not... Most scholars know that the story that Imam Malik got beaten, that's why he couldn't keep his hands on his chest and he put his hands to his side. They know it's a fabrication. Uh, or they know that, of course, this is not Imam Malik's position. This is the position of Abdullah ibn Zubair, who is a companion. This is a position of other companions and tabi'in who you thought that this used to be the action of the people of Medina. And there's a big, big discussion here. Bring it down, bro. Is it permissible to... Per- right, okay, that's good. Uh, da, 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 da all that okay this oh this is Solange, and she's giving a uh, translation oh this is good yeah this is nice so Say International says that all that it's evil is ever in the sight of your lord detested so translated according to meaning uh, to language Mohsin uh, uh, Khan also all the bad aspects of these are hateful to your lord so again by the language and then the hateful Again, Yusuf Ali, hateful. Again, Shakir, hateful. Again, Ghali, hateful. So all of them, all the translations have gone with a, a mood translation. Meaning that according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these are all disgraceful. So you see that disgraceful. If I said disgraceful, that covers legally, that covers it being makruh and haram. Does that make sense? I'm describing the, the shock, the mood. It's, they're not legal translations. Or I could translate it and say that... Um, uh, I have to make an, a legal statement, and therefore if I have to make a legal statement, then I'll say all of these actions, all of the evil of these actions, according to your Lord, are impermissible. And to be honest, it doesn't fit with the translation. Hateful is more better. Hateful is more, yani, uh, with, and it doesn't contradict the fact that there's a legal reality, which is not makroo, but rather haram. Does that make sense? So using hateful in the translation preserves the style and the meaning of the verse, whilst also still affirming that this is not disliked, But they are prohibited. So that's good. I like that. Uh, What else do we have? Any other questions? That's it from there. Nothing from there. Any guys, you guys, any questions? thing. thingy? That's it then. Any announcements? Anything like that? Oh goodness. Timings. Listen carefully boys and girls. Okay, this is important. First of all, Salatul Isha here is 8.15. Which means that our lesson is at 8.35 next week. And next week only. Because then the hour goes back, or front, or whatever the heck happens. I've got no idea. We just check iPhone and just pray that everything else is alright. So that means that the lesson is. The next week is 8:35. The week after is five past eight. The week after is five past eight. So 8:35 p.m. next week, and then five past eight the week after. Because then it's going to be after Maghrib, basically. And then and then then you go you know on the portal. If you go to resources Mm -hmm. and then press schedule. You'll see the times. Now, listen to me. For some reason, the cache is not clearing or whatever, whatnot. You need to press Control and F5 on your computer. How the heck does people do that on their phone? No, no, no. It's not refreshing. This is a cache. Uh... Yeah, I think you're going to browser settings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a browser setting on your phone, and you need to refresh the cache. But on a PC, normal one, you press Control, F5 and it refreshes, and you'll see, because if you go there now... Yeah, on the live page, you'll see it, because it eight hours left, isn't it? So you'll see that. But uh, I think that when you go there now, you'll see last year's times. But if you refresh your browser, you'll see this year's times. So you know next week is 8.35 p.m. So everyone, everyone watching internationally, basically 15 minutes after what normally is. And then the week after, it is 8.05 uh, BST, BST, which basically means, I've got no idea what it means in your country, but just work it out. Which country? Which country? And I uh, think Canada has now just gone back for a couple of hours, uh, weeks, and then week after, then it'll be back. I don't understand. customer, I can't. So, what happened there? Hamza <laughs> <laughs> dropped the killer. That's what he did. Right. So, 805, <laughs> 805, and then it'll keep changing week after, week after, week after. TK? All right. <laughs> As a yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I think we announced it. and We announced it again, of course, because it's getting close. We are now how many weeks away? Four weeks away before um, LosingMyReligionConference.com. Uh, Losing religion, the conference. On the 23rd and the 22nd and 23rd of thingy. Some, pl- some plum recorded the entire trailer with the wrong dates. Let's do it again. Okay. So the 22nd and 23rd. Okay. Yorkshire around the corner, not far. Okay. And um, uh, London, um, 22nd, 23rd. And your tickets are on losingmyreligionconference.com. And uh, the one up north is going to sell out very soon. And the one in London has probably got maybe another few weeks before it sells out. That's my guess. So keep that in mind. Um, what else? I'll say, yeah. Jazakumullah yeah. khair. Subhanakallah. Umrah, I said it's closed. Please stop. Yani, Please, 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 please. please. Stop yani, messaging the admin team And the Facebook page And all rights for, for Umrah That is closed, 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 closed And Hajj is open, open, open For maybe a few more weeks is hajj still open for our single week? Yes, Hajj is open for single women Meaning single women That do not have a mahram I mean They can be married Or they can be whatever they are But we will be able to arrange Inshallah The mahram side For women who want to go on Hajj That can be told to people That's not a problem Tika guys زك الله الخير سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت واستغفرك الله الله